83 to you and me. 83 to you and me. Um, I'm eating a banana. Phil is eating a banana, which um, long-time listeners will know that I find unacceptable and repellent. Why? Just audibly. Oh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound great. But, (laughs) you know, this is from the aforementioned uh, Pret-a-Manger. It is not on their subscription service. There's Uh, no banana Netflix. (laughs) You can't. You you don't have a banana Netflix yet. (laughs) No, I don't have banana Netflix just yet. Um, (laughs) Bananas and Prime. I don't have that yet. But (laughs) what I will give to Pret is their bananas are always perfectly ripe. They've got just a few of the brown dots yeah? on the side. That's They're what you want. They're just on the turn. They're just on the turn. You don't want that... There's nothing to me more horrible to see than a perfectly yellow banana because I know that shit's going to be gross and hard that and tasteless. No, that knowledge changed my life. The two pieces of banana knowledge that changed my life. Mm-hmm. And, fir- and, and first of all, before you say Pret's bananas are always perfectly ripe, there's a certain James A. Caster who might have a little bone to pickle you about it. That bit of material from, from a few years ago and I'm guessing... The CEO of Pret saw it. Mr. Ma- I think Mr. Monge saw that bit of material. Mr. Amange saw it. And um, they've made all the right changes. Mr. Amange saw it and he rang up his uh, his board. And he said, was this true? The bananas are black or hard and yellow and green. And then they always said, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. We didn't tell you because we thought we thought we would be able to fix it before you found out about the... He was one of those uh, things where the CEO does a big apology about how they didn't know what was happening. If only they'd known, you know, coming yeah. up as the banana delivery guy, he would always make sure. <laughs> the two the two pieces of banana-based knowledge that changed my life were um, that monkeys peel it from the bottom mm-hmm. and that the little brown speckles are when it's ripe. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. spent my life wondering why bananas were hard unripe things when they were yellow just like in the goddamn cartoons yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i might i might, <laughs> I might have to, if 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 listeners hear anything gross it's because i was too lazy to edit out any noises that well i'm done, I'm done now i'm done i'm done um although i am now facing oh. i'm now facing the uh, degloved banana well i mean <laughs> the glove of the banana i suppose I'm going to go throw it in the bin just because I don't want to be looking at it for the rest of this. Would be reminded of your sin? Um, no, meanwhile, Pierre can explain this next brace of podcasts. All, all human culture has burial traditions, Phil, and you're no different with your nanas. Um, Phil's going to bury his banana in a uh, ditch facing east-west in the best northern European pre-Christian tradition. Um, God, that's... Uh, well, anyway, completely yes. unnecessary thing for me to know. Uh, anyway, the explanation I was alluding to earlier is that we're doing um, a two-parter, uh, a two-parter, a two-parter of correspondence catch-up. Correspondence catch-up, everyone. That's right. Uh, correspondence catch-up is also uh, the sauce that we pour on all the letters we get. It's true. It helps us open them. Lube up that letter with a bit of correspondence catch-up. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I'm trying to think of other sources to make amusing puns on. Oh, mayonnaise. Very nice. Thank you. Catch up with the correspondence and read some of that sweet mayonnaise. Dip it in mayonnaise. Dip it in mayonnaise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mustard only works if you use tard in the sense of late. Mustardy post. Mustardy, Mustardy readings. 
Mr. D, Mr. D Riddings. Mr. Mm, D. I think that might be the end of it. Yeah, I think we'll all have to kill ourselves if we keep going with this. Um, but let's Cur- do it. Courier sauce. Courier sauce. Courier. Oh. Courier sauce. Oh, oh, oh. Courier sauce. Courier sauce. Yeah. <laughs> and katsu courier sauce. <laughs> uh, what does katsu mean? Katsu is to do with the breaded. Is the breaded bit? I think. Yeah, katsu pork. Have ch- yeah, katsu ca- chicken. Chicken katsu. Yeah. Does katsu just mean breadcrumbs? Do you think breadcrumbs are futuristic over there because they don't tend to have as much bread? <laughs> well, breadcrumbs, mm, I think they must have come with the uh, Portuguese. I know the tempura batter came with from the Portuguese. Yes, yes. Uh, or the Dutch? I think, no. I think Portuguese. Maybe the Dutch or the Portuguese. Yeah. Adventurous yeah. little buggers. Yeah, so tempura is from, is from Western batter. And I, I, I'm guessing panko breadcrumbs are probably from similar. From some old Dutch loaf? Yeah, 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 yeah. Some some Dutch guy had a big big bowl of breadcrumbs he was about to make some sort of cake with, and a Japanese guy tripped up and... No, my pork! And it <laughs> fell in the bowl. <laughs> I remember um, at school... Do you remember assemblies at school where you were just told sort of rambling stories? By a guest or by, like... Yeah, the teacher, the one teacher that a thing has happened to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and uh, I just remember um, this long story about like how like the, they discovered tea in China because the emperor stopped to on 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 a journey and a bunch of leaves blew in the boiling water. Oh, okay. And then they tried it and they were like, "These leaves are great." Or it was this whole like stupid. Right, yeah. Definitely folk myth about how they discovered. Definitely not true. Yeah. And then this was like the emperor who... These kinds of stories always presume such laziness on the part of these ancient civilizations that (laughs) they have all this stuff. They've been starving since the second they they existed. (laughs) And they haven't bothered to try putting these fragrant leaves into water. they've They've never gone, well, I keep eating bark. These delicious smelling Lee uh, doesn't seem. Oh, we're likely. just gonna have to wait till someone, someone royal and therefore smart enough to notice things, <laughs> walks past and I don't know some ingredients happen by chance to be blown into this vat of boiling water that we just keep around. If only it was windy, and also the leaves were loose somehow. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, people like if you read accounts of like medieval famines, people are like boiling nettles and eating them and things. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they've 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 tried it. Yeah. Human beings have tried it. I was taking a pizza out of the oven yesterday, mm. and um, the process just reminded me of, of how pathetic and useless the human body is. Because <laughs> it was like, because I had to put on oven gloves yeah. to take this hot tray out of the oven, yeah. which only had to be this hot in order to cook the food so that my the same body doesn't get sick. <laughs> and it's like my... And my body's like, uh, yeah. you gotta make it hot. But then when I use that body to try and get the hot thing, it's like, oh, it's too hot. It's pathetic. Pathetic, useless human body. I think it's unbelievable that we've lasted this long and we don't deserve it. Biologically speaking, we don't deserve it. What would it be, what would it be on your hands to help? Like, even a callus would get burnt, wouldn't it? So it would have to be like bone or something. I think you could get calluses hard enough. You need like foot level calluses to be able to shield you from a hot oven tray I think. Or like a tortoise shell uh, type texture. or like a fingernail basically but over your whole hand yeah 
Terrible. Some keratin, some sort of dense keratin. Yeah, but then it would have to be yeah dense enough that it, that that he doesn't travel through quickly somehow. What survives fire? Oh, okay. I think it really then it wouldn't be dense, I suppose. Yeah, because it would still hurt your fingernail to like stub a cigarette out on your fingernail in a right. show of dominance. Yeah, but I need yeah, I just need to be a bit thicker. Yeah, yeah, it is dumb. Yeah, it has to be hot because we've got juicy brains that need all the energy. It has to be hot to because be to get, kill all the itty bitty bugs that can kill us. Except for the bugs that we're full of constantly, apparently. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> crawling with. Ugh. Um, so, so, uh, we have an interesting uh, email here from Alistair. Alistair, okay. <clears throat> Alistair, our Alistair. I'm sure I've done that before. Yeah. Um, so he's uh, he has a side quest. Oh, I remember the side quest. Yeah, he has a side quest, but he was the NPC. <gasps> he Fascinating. Was the, yeah, he was the non-player character. I've always wanted to hear a side quest story from this perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was when I was stood sleeplessly and infinitely selling apples from a cart, <laughs> various heroes came and bothered me <laughs> over the million years I stood there, just going apples on a sort of loop. Yeah. <laughs> So Alistair says, Hi, Uncle Cheese Fists and Sergeant Muffin Liquor. Wow. Where's that come from? I think he's just his heart. His heart. Okay. We accept him. Do you want to be Uncle Cheese Fists or Sergeant Muffin Liquor? I want to be Muffin Liquor. Yeah. You, you, feel, you seem like more of a Cheese Fists. I prefer... I, li- I think I like cheese. Do I like cheese more than you? You like cheese. I like cheese. I'm not evangelical about it. Mm. I'll have it if it's about it and if it's nice enough. Okay. But I'm not like, cheese! You know, like some people are. Yeah, I should, I'm more like that than you, I think. Yeah, I think so. That'd be Uncle Cheese Fists. Um, apology, apologies, he says, for subjecting you to reading another email. <laughs> 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 I think I think it was a, a, a former email out of this, Alistair. Well, probably, yeah, and I probably called him Palister then, too. Yeah, but he said, I remembered I was part of a side quest, but I was the NPC. The heroes arrived in a white courser at my university halls in Liverpool to deal some drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Also, it's a GTA side mission, is it? He literally said, "Not sure what the game, what sure what game it was. Possibly GTA or Mafia." <laughs> Mafia is a very underrated game. The original Mafia. I think there's a new uh, remastered version. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, yeah. It looks I beautiful. Think it's, it looks yeah. beautiful. It's an excellent game. <clears throat> My then girlfriend, R.I.P. She's not dead. It just means relationship in pieces. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> drunkenly clambered into the back seat and demanded to be driven to town. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is like, that's so much like a GTA side. You have to like follow, <laughs> follow the unreliable NPC. But how's he the NPC? Let's find out. Um, I followed scared as I didn't want to leave her alone with what were very clearly drug dealers. They were both so surprised by this, they just agreed and started driving to town. Uh, halfway around, we picked up a drag queen who was buying drugs, but <laughs> didn't have any money and needed to nip to the cash point. <laughs> It was, did, did the drag queen have a, a sort of glowing blue cylinder sort of emanating next to them? They had a big orange uh, exclamation mark hovering above their head. Oh, uh, yeah. Like crazy taxi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we picked up a drag queen who was buying drugs but didn't have any money, so needed to nip to the cash point. It was a very odd side quest, but they completed it expertly and they were rewarded with five pounds. Although in a sneaky twist, my girlfriend accidentally... I know it was an accident, as she was too drunk to stand at this point, so definitely not on purpose, took a gram of cocaine. Oh. Which, even to my innocent eyes, I could tell was worth more than a fiver. I do wonder if they look back on this bizarre incident and wonder why a woman just jumped in their car. Keep plucking the strings of your dicks. Um, <laughs> P. 
P.S. Just remembered it was on Halloween. My GF was dressed as slutty Red Riding Hood, and I believe I was a zombie. We both had copious amounts of fake blood, which actually explains the drag queen part, which I'd always assumed. Slutty Red Riding Hood. (laughs) It also explains the drag queen part, which I assumed I'd always made up. Right. He assumed he'd made that up. (laughs) That's a fun story. Yeah, oh, that, that's, that's such that's such a GTA three side mission. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I want to go to Tyler. Hey, get out of my car! Oh God, now I'm gonna have to drive through these checkpoints in order. <laughs> I think I think there literally are like missions where you have to. Yeah, it's like you've got um, the Don's wife, and she's got that sort of yeah. screechy. Why won't you drive me to town? Yeah, they yeah, always yeah. give her this gangster's mall accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, Ugh, hey, kid, do me a solid. Would you? <laughs> uh, and he's like really fat and he's on like a lilo. Yeah. That's why he can't do it. I do it, but I'm on my lilo. <laughs> and you say, like, oh, and then in the, in the, in the cutscene, it's all sort of blocky because it's up close and they haven't rendered new graphics for the cutscene. They've just zoomed in on the existing 3D figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could. Like, you go, oh, zoomed in. It looks terrible. His his face is a smudge. Um, Mark quickly gets in touch. His name is Mark Quickly. No, I wish he was, though. Oh, okay. The name's Quickly. Mark Quickly. That's such a great name. Mark Quickly is a good name. Quickly is a good good surname for, like, a book or something. Mark Quickly is not a jazz name, but it's, like, a producer name. Mark Quickly. Hmm... We got the deal through with the help of Mark Quickly. It's like a, it's also like a Dickens character. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Mark yeah. Quickly. A really fast scribe. Yeah. Um, so he just says, Pierre Wang and Pierre Wang and Phil Noviel. Sorry, I'm drunk. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Wang is getting exploited for his content on TikTok. Revolt in capitals. And it's just like a blurry screenshot of someone's using a live at the Apollo clip of you on TikTok. Oh, yeah. I'm just glad to be on TikTok without having to be on TikTok. I think that's the real prize, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. People yeah. out there are learning new um, life-ruining apps so that we don't have to. I'm glad to, to, ha- to, to be able to enjoy some exposure on the app without literally handing a periscope into my life to the China's Communist Party. <laughs> I, I think that's a very much a best of both worlds situation. We live in such a hellscape where it's like... Uh, if you want to sell tickets to your improv show to people who are 18 to 20, well, you better let the Chinese Communist Party know what kind of dildos you buy on Amazon. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dude, TikTok right. is fucked up. Have you been on there? No, I've, I, I've, I've looked at seen it on, it on someone else's phone. Yeah, I same. Want it on my phone. Same, but it will go. It will go from the most, the most in, inconsequential. Life wasting trivia, yeah, to tr- just like plain old trauma, just like raw, unfiltered Ugh. trauma. So you'll be going from like a kid doing a dance, yeah, just and then it'll go to a woman like literally having a miscarriage, then oh no, like, like she'll there's sad music playing and she's pointing a text that she's put above saying I'm having miscarriage right now no and then, it's it'll, not... and then it'll go next to some Christian couple who've got a coffee that's nice it can't be it really is like uh... that in the same feed uh... it's messed up and then like again yeah it'll go from like um, a funny dance on a boat to someone recounting a terrible assault that happened to her three years ago to, to, to a soundtrack 
it's the, insane. But uh, some of it, some of it is like, I, I a, a friend sent me these saying like, this is the hellscape we live in now, and it was like. Teenage girls on TikTok filming themselves in black and white pretending to be in the Holocaust. What? To soundtracks, yeah. Pretending in what? In what to what capacity? Like, like um, one was a girl pretending that she'd died in the Holocaust and you were meeting her in heaven. Wow. And one was like weirdly sort of arrogant and it was about like, a, like she was being killed in the holocaust but then the nazi officers thought she was too hot so they were like keeping no. her aside yeah no yeah i mean that is that's like pornography that's like weird fantasy pornography yeah but it's being done by like like normally you'd hear about something like that in a, Ch- a chuck palinick novel <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> like <laughs> like like the character from fight club would have a vhs with something like that on and it would be like the forbidden tape yeah, and it'd be like um, the infamous scene from that book. Yeah, everyone would be like, well, of course we all remember that. And instead now it's like... Our children can watch 17 year old, seventeen Like younger than 17-year-old girls doing it about themselves with no outside information. It's completely baffling. It's, it's horrifying. Like, it's the Wild West. It's the Wild West. TikTok is the fucking Wild West. It's, it's, it's creepy. It's I don't, really creepy. It's not good for you. All the stuff leading up to this was bad for you. We don't need, like, Dragon Ball Z villains getting progressively stronger and destroying your fucking mind. <sighs> okay, give me it's... some good old-fashioned tat, Phil. Okay. Um, tat talk. Some tat talk. Tat talk. Joe, Joe sends us some good, uh, some good tat, actually. Joe, well, it's, it's, don't it's, be slow. Joe, well, it's quite funny, though. Oh. I'll just, it's just, just quickly I'll, I'll describe it, because I don't think it's got that raw tweetiness. Okay. That we like so much. It's a drink coffee. Uh, do stupid things faster with more energy. Yeah, I've seen this yeah. one before. Yeah, this one is like. Um, uh, yeah, this is like the the Nestle of tat. You know, it's like it's all of it's it's just your foundation tat. It does the job. It's not particularly irritating. It's not particularly inspirational. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's fine. There was a time when that was quite that was that was quite funny. It, it's 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 like um, a funny joke that's decayed, like uranium. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's depleted. It's a depleted uranium joke. You know what I what I like to think about is how the lamest jokes, when they were first conceived, were pieces of utter genius. You yeah. know, like like the the quintessential uh, hack misogynistic joke um for a stand-up to say is take my wife please yeah 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 now that is a fantastic joke yeah if the first people who heard that joke must have gone <gasps> and after like a full second as well like <gasps> like like a, that, that second of i can't even comprehend what's just happened to me <laughs> like a lottery win it's an excellent joke but you, there's nothing that time won't erode <laughs> that's why they, that's why thinking about these jokes you know that that's the, that's what I meditate on and think about these jokes is that there is nothing, there is no quality that time won't erode. Yeah. Anyway, see you all next no, week. No, anyway, um, <laughs> we got we got a good response from that artist Lewis Darley about uh, me, me asking if Facebook is a grave. Oh yeah. He was like, "Fucking hell!" He found that really <laughs> horrifying. I think. Yeah, yeah. Facebook <laughs> is a graveyard. Um, I mean, now Facebook now is literally. It's it's a retirement home, Facebook now. Yeah, I mean the, the people who populate it in majority are 
you know, are yeah. v- very old people in the West and Burmese people. Do you know in, <laughs> in Myanmar, because they've only had mobile phones for a few years, right? Um, they every mobile phone comes preloaded with Facebook, and the guy at the shop makes your Facebook profile before he gives wow. you. Wow! It's them. It's the, the like the Facebook and mobile phones in Myanmar are basically they're the same. They're the same. And we, and oh and like God. it played a well. This is this is according to that um, social dilemma podcast uh, uh, documentary on Netflix, which is quite good. And basically, Facebook played a very large part in uh, the uh, Rohingya massacres. <laughs> basically, imagine that from like yeah. an app some dork came up with in Harvard to rate the hotness of girls. The hotness to, of girls who only attend Harvard as well. To the genocide of Muslims in Myanmar. <laughs> Same, same guy, same, so this, same life story of uh, of a technology. The same guy's still around, and the only thing that's changed is that it looks like that has had an abstract effect on his health energy. Mm, he looks so uh, ill all and the literal time. soul. Yeah, his soul has been chopped up like like a, a character in a spooky tale. Yeah, and every time someone new makes a Facebook account, they get a little bit of him. It really <laughs> takes a lot for me to not be jealous of a billionaire. <laughs> Do you ever think about that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially in order to probably be a billionaire, it's like leaving the mafia. He can't sell all of his stock without people shitting themselves and destroying the value of the stock. So he just sat there going, ha 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 <laughs> Just terrified if people go, okay, so uh, sir, uh, in, in uh, Myanmar, the, uh, the Facebook, and you just go, I don't want to... Man, yeah, Jesus Christ! I just leave me to be creepy and wet looking. On Even my like own. Jeff Bezos, like there's no amount of money you can pay me to have that head. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's like all of these guys. The, have he- the head of every heckler at a gig in Kent. <laughs> <laughs> Big old bald noggin. <laughs> That's so true. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. He looks like he's he's trying to be funny at a stand-up gig. He looks, <laughs> he looks like he's come as a, a regional English heckler for Halloween. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, these billionaires are like they. It's like they they're all in some Greek tragedy or yeah. made a, a deal with the devil. Yeah, I think that yeah. I mean, even even Elon Elon Musk, gradually going just from being like a kind of generic nerd, who's like science is l- awesome. Mm, oh yeah, awful, yeah. Awful, Whereas awful, now awful. he's like having arguments with Johnny Depp about whether or not he fucked his wife. And he's, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, fucked whose wife? Elon Johnny Musk's Depp's wife. wife. Whether Elon Amber Heard. Musk. Right. Okay. Whether Elon Musk and Amber Heard had an affair. And, oh, okay. And he's going out with like Grimes, and they have a robot kid and stuff. And you just go. You live in a cartoon. You live in a cartoon. You live in a. You live in a subreddit. It's like <laughs> you live in a fan fiction that you've written about your own life. It's yeah, man. It can't be good for you. None no, of this is good. Burn it all down. It's it's a real comfort to me to know that no amount of money can buy your way out of being a loser. Yeah. And Elon Musk and Lin Manuel Miranda <laughs> yeah. are proof you cannot buy yourself out of being a fucking loser. If you're lame, you're lame. If you're lame, you're lame for life. You can't get rid of it. That's like a that's like a good like. A it's worse <laughs> than COVID. You will never get rid of it. Long lame. Long lame. <laughs> They're suffering from long lame. It's a. Uh... <laughs> Very rarely disappears. You cannot buy yourself out of long lame. I love you can't do it. <laughs> I like, like lame for life is such a funny like back tattoo. <laughs> Where do you get it like rhinestone onto a leather jacket? Lame for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really lean into it. Or like it's something like a prison tattoo that makes you go, oh, what does lame mean in prison? It must yeah. be something like really. 
or like his legs one of his legs is, is a bit lame because of the guards kicked him in a riot and they, but it's, yeah. be, it's become a point of pride it's become an initiation and now people actively pretend to yeah exactly <laughs> lame for life um, a lovely praise redacted email from Calvin um, who points out amusingly uh, watching the exponential rise in arse related content he says has been incredible from the infamous and divisive Bud Poo episode <laughs> and Phil's reluctance to accept Koji as a catchphrase. To yeah, na- what's, yeah, those are... <laughs> to going all the way to naming an episode Crappy Poo Smear without, <laughs> without it being mentioned. <laughs> being a big deal. That's very funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Calvin. Um, Sarah gets in touch with some tart. Some tart. Sarah. Um, Declara your tart Ooh. at the tart customs office very nice anything to declare i have nothing to declare but my tart <laughs> <laughs> yeah dear piece which would actually make a good piece of tat i have nothing to declare but my tat <laughs> burned into a piece of driftwood hanging above your <laughs> decorative fireplace dear p squared i realized listening to the last episode of bud pod that to my eternal shame i own some tat Yes. I only just realized because the tat in question has come back rotation now that it's warm. That's Dormant how out of tat. Date we are. <laughs> Dormant tat. Yeah. yeah. Summer tat. It's, how, it's like chicken pox. It can lie just dormant for years and you don't realize it and then you're an adult. That's and of it. course, tat in adulthood is a lot more serious. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. As, uh, it's like getting chicken pox. Yeah. If you get tat as an adult, it can be very, That's right. <laughs> very bad for you. Um, it's so that it is a pajama tat. Oh, okay. Wearable tat. This mm. is the, the cutting edge in tat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wearable, wearable tat. Wearable tat. <laughs> Foldable, portable tat. Um, when life gives you two pictures of lemons, it's okay. just pictures, it doesn't say. Okay. Uh, then what? When I've, um, make then a picture of lemonade. No, think, think tat. What does tat love? Above all else, Phil. Okay, when life gives you l- oh, pictures of lemons... Oh no, can I whisper my way into this tat? <laughs> when life gives you a picture of two lemons, make, um, uh, oh, make Prosecco. Make lemon Prosecco. Make lemon wine. Oh, you're so close to the... Make limoncello. But, uh, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't say make. Okay, oh, okay. When life gives you lemons, drink Prosecco. No, you're so close. <laughs> Booze is the right track. <laughs> when life gives you lemons, put them in a gin, a gin and tonic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know what it is? Yeah. Add tequila. Add ah. tequila. Ah. <laughs> and then uh, the next one is a slice of watermelon, and it says one in a melon. Well, okay. One in a melon doesn't really make sense. One in a melon. One in a melon does not make sense. That would be a funny way to try and avoid lying to someone that you don't like. You're one in a melon. <laughs> Did you say million? Yeah. <laughs> Ah, I said what I said. Yeah, one in a melon. <laughs> There's a thirty rock joke that's like that. It's really funny. I can never remember. I remember one of the one of the funniest jokes that I uh, was ever on Family Guy. And there's some bad jokes on Family Guy. Mm. But one of the ones that I've always remembered from when I was a teenager and I watched it and it just melted my head was um, when Brian takes Meg to the prom. She comes downstairs and says, "How do I look?" And Brian goes, you sure do, Meg. (laughs) (laughs) And then immediately moves on. Such a funny, rude thing to say. (laughs) Say You sure do. Like a really nice intonation. It's really funny that Meg just looks quite normal. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing. They always imply that she's like this, like absolute bog goblin of, of like a demon. It just, it's, it's, it reminds me so much of that thing from school where like sometimes your year just decides to hate someone. 
Yeah, that's right. For that's a bit. Right. Yeah. Often not for very long. Sometimes for like a term. Yeah. Someone is the goblin of that term. I'm currently reading um, Stephen King's On Writing. It's oh, yeah. The book that's sort of part biogra- autobiography, part like um, instruction manual on, on how he writes. And he tells he's talking about Carrie and the 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 girls the two girls at school that he sort of sat down and recalled to inspire the girl in Carrie. Yes, and just fucking brutal the way he describes. He's so he's so clearly and expertly describes this girl at school who's just like the class reject, Ooh. and always wears the same outfit every day, and yeah. it just gets yellowed and tattered, and then mm. one year after. Um, after winter break or something, she comes back and she's got she's resplendent. She's got a new set of clothes and she's got this bright smile and she's got a perm. But people then make fun of her for that, for getting some trying for getting new clothes yeah. and trying to escape. And he talks about how over the day he just watched her smile fade and hunch and she slowly hunches back to her previous form. Uh. And he talk and he says, um, someone yeah, someone ran for the fences and they had to be beaten down. Yeah. And it's just such a great depiction of, of someone who tried to break out yeah. of, their pla- of, their, of their place in God. pecking order. In and just was- feudal society. Yeah. You cannot wear slippers. The king it's chops your head off. It's brutal. It's brutal. And it's so well told. No, I hate it. I hate even hearing about it. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it gets way more tragic than that, but I'll spare, spare you. Uh, it's like the Panopticon high school, where mm. everyone observes each other. Yeah. There, aren't, there are no guards to that prison, Phil. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's just in this big circle going, you don't, you better not get new shoes. <laughs> oh, fucking ruin your life. <laughs> Kids are psychopaths. They really are. That's why every kid should have an equal amount of time being the goblin. As right, a, to, yeah. To, to be taught empathy. That's true, that's true. You're the goblin true. today. Everyone throw things at Peter. <laughs> yeah. And tomorrow... You know, by, by the end of term, it's fine to be the goblin. But the goblins do all end up uh, communists in their 20s, though, so be careful. <laughs> in my experience. <laughs> they end up communists in their 20s or, like, alt-right people with their own YouTube channel. Yeah, either way, a, they're not politically healthy by the time they hit adulthood. It's a real coin flip. <laughs> the goblins. If you're the goblin for too long, you just go, well, I'll, I'll represent my irritation at the system through an extremist political standpoint <laughs> yeah every kid you bully you're, you're creating another uh supporter of um, mass murder at some point <laughs> you're, you're you're essentially just proving again and again through an unfair system you've devised yeah. that unfair systems need to be destroyed with violence yeah that's where yeah. it's from they are yeah exactly oh this needs root and branch reform we have to wipe out <laughs> everyone involved in this god um so haddy has been sent some 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 Taddy. Haddy. 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 Haddy, Haddy, cool. Nice. Thank you. I like that. Um, some mugs for a limited time only. Okay. Um, so here are the mugs. You should see my active bitch face. Hmm. I don't mm. mind that because I've not heard that joke before. It hasn't depleted yet. No, 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 no. That uranium hasn't been in the, in nature long enough to. But this is part of of a um, of a a, a, a baffling s- s- stream vein of tat, which is supposedly for people who can't be bothered with <laughs> anything in life, but can be bothered getting a sake mug. 
They can be they 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 they're so just you know fucking living it that they carefully selected and waited patiently three days for a mug to be posted to them, <laughs> <laughs> and and thought in their head multiple times over those three days that that mug's coming soon. Soon I won't even have to tell people about my active bitch face. <laughs> I'll, I'll be able to stop sending out those emails about my active bitch face. People can just read my mug. It'll save some time. <laughs> The, the, the most attitude-y sort of thing you could ever drink out of is a plain white mug that looks like you stole it from a canteen. Mm. Or, mm. Like, or, or one of those like uh, mugs that looks like it came off an Arctic exploring sh- boat. You know, the sort of tin, ding, a tin, ding, a light tin enamel mug. blue. Yeah. yeah, blue enamel tin camping yeah, mug. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And people just go, oh, why, 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 is, why is that mug? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't thought about it. I like the feel of those mugs. I feel like I'm on an adventure, but I'm at home. Yeah, you 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 feel like uh, someone should be using those little pointy calipers on a map near you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and saying uh, a full a full twenty moons before we arrive at the yeah yeah you, you're looking good. at the horizon yeah. I'm like yeah, you got to be on the lookout for polar bears. That's what I feel like. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Looking at ice flows. Mm, yum um, yum yum. Another mug. Pretty good chance there's whiskey in here. But the words have been arranged to look a bit like Jack Daniels, I think. Oh, Oh, and then in tiny curly letters, just saying. The just saying really ruins that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were onto something that was fine. I was pretty Pretty, ambivalent till the just saying. Pretty good chance there's whiskey in here. That's kind of funny. I quite like that. That's okay. Just saying. Oh, congratulations, you've ruined it. Congratulations. You're the goblin. <laughs> You're a goblin. You're the goblin now. Well done, Lynn. Ah, <laughs> oh, Lynn's in town, is he? <laughs> well done, Lynn Manuel Goblin. <laughs> when someday will society will get so advanced, we'll have a Lynn automatic Miranda. <laughs> people won't have to. <laughs> people won't have to do them do them Lynn Mirandas by hand. That's funny. Manuel <laughs> Manuel Lynn Manuel. <laughs> Um, ooh. Aha. Uh, so, we get uh, a bit of upper-class gossip here, actually. Wow, upper this is a first. Who gossip? Upper-class, this is Tatler. This is little Tatler. This is, this is Shatler. Oh, yeah, or just Tatler. Yeah. If it's still Tat. No, there's gossip, poo gossip. Oh, well, then it's Shatler. Then it's Shatler. Yeah. Crappler? Shatler. Welcome Shatler. to Shatler magazine. <laughs> I debuted in Chatler. <laughs> Hottest new poos in <laughs> the London social scene. Matt gets in touch. Dear Pierre and Phil, traditionalist. Traditional resetting. Mm-hmm. Very important. Uh, my friend Lorna introduced me to your podcast as a cure for lockdown boredom, and I have been loving listening while exploring the rolling Hertfordshire hills. Oh, that's nice. So thank you for your entertainment. It's a pleasure, Matthew. Knowing I'm onto a good thing, I've started from episode one and I'm now up to 12. Therefore, you may have well moved past this subject, but all the poo chat made me think... <laughs> I don't think we've moved past it, Matthew. I think you'll find crappy poo smear. I wonder uh... if you'll last beyond another dozen episodes. <laughs> if he thinks this, that that's just a blip in the map. Oh, well, they can't, they can't be like this forever and ever now. <laughs> Au contraire, mon frere. We went to the Perse School for Boys, as it was then, in Purse. Cambridge. Yeah, with an E. Per, Perse. Who's, who's we here? Uh, 
As in him and his chums. Uh, his friend, his chums. Yeah, his schoolyard chums. Okay. We went to the Perth School for Boys, as it was then in Cambridge, a school that excels in producing eccentric and maladjusted uh, British public school boys that very, very slowly become men. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> On a school trip to Dieppe. Oh, I love that. Wow. A school trip to. That's when you know you're at a public school. We're going on a school trip to Dieppe. Why? Well, so you can practice your French. And it was the site of a famous Royal Marines raid in World War II. Yes. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. sort of thing. Um, I only, I, uh, on a side note, not to, uh, not to overshadow Matt's story, but chicken fists still pops into my head from time to time. Chicken gloves. Chicken, chicken gloves. Chicken boxing sorry. gloves, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's yeah, there all all the stories we've seen have been great, but there are a few that just stand out. There are a few like like we're we're, we're very experienced policemen. There are a few cases that you never forget. Yeah, that you never forget. Yeah, you can retire and you still like have illegal photocopies of the case file. And chicken fists was some, like something out of Porterhouse Blue or, or, yes. or something like, but like a modern version, like one of those American ones. That's um, it's like something from Animal House. Right, but there's, there's a little more sophisticated. There's more sophistication to it. It's it had kind of, panache. It's like it's, there's a David Foster Wallace about it. There was like, yeah, it was kind of like it, it was. You know, it was it was like a, a short story and that wins awards and gets published in a magazine. Yeah, it was actually a lot like one of Roald Dahl's adult um, mm. short stories. I don't know if you read those. Yeah, really yeah, good. yeah. Very creepy and weird. God, well, yeah, they are really creepy and weird. People having sex with postmen and stuff. Um, so they're on a school trip to Dieppe. Matt, okay, great, Matt and yeah. his chums. Yeah, a friend known for poor timekeeping was holding up the bus back to England. Okay, so they they finished the trip and they're on the way back, okay. The teachers had discovered that he was in the bathroom on his own and despite lots of splashing and crashing around, was not responding. The bathroom on the bus? No, um, not presumably not on the bus. It, not, not much it, it, opportunity it, for splashing on the bus toilet. It must be in the accommodation. I don't know, actually. Or like a lobby toilet. Yeah, yeah. let's hope so. So he's not responding. Okay. Sebastian? Sebastian! <laughs> Nothing, it's just splash, crash. Fearing the worst, they forced their way in. Cool teachers. <laughs> cool teachers. Cool teachers. <laughs> forced their way in to be confronted with a scene of poo-covered mayhem. Wow. <laughs> Our friend was in the process of moving watery feces from the bath Ooh. to the sink. Okay, so this must have been in the room. From the bath to the sink. From the, from the toilet to the sink, surely. And had liberally, well, let's find out, had liberally covered the floor in it. It transpired that having done a particularly large shit, yeah, the toilet. toilet would not flush. Inexplicably, our friend decided not to just leave it like anyone else would have done, but thought the best thing to do no, was to transfer it to the bath, <sighs> where he intended to wash it down the plug hole. Naturally, the bath's plug hole became clogged with shit. Jesus. And he was left in a shallow bath of shitty water. <laughs> Realizing he was about to be discovered by teachers, his last desperate act was to scoop the shitty water into the sink, intending to wash it down that plug hole. So smaller and smaller plug holes, basically, <laughs> yeah. this guy's going for, thinking that's going to solve it. Well, it didn't fit, that fit down this one. Maybe the smaller one work. Oh, if only there was another plug hole. Wait! <laughs> Eventually, he'd just be like poking it through the keyhole with his finger or something. Shoving it up into the tap. <laughs> it's got to go the other way. It's got to go the other way. Where's the reverse on this thing? <laughs> like a, when, when a little kid gets in an alien spacecraft in a film. <laughs> How do you fly this thing? No, <laughs> no wonder when the teachers beheld the scene, no one spoke for quite some time. The story has passed into legend at the school, and I feel somewhat summarizes my friend's unique logic. He will remain nameless, as he is now a successful marketing executive in Dubai. 
Oh, wow. Pubai. Yeah, in Pubai. <laughs> in Pubai. Which was actually the original name of the toilet. Visit Pubai. Yeah, Pubai. Pubai. I'm going to go Pubai. use the Pubai. <laughs> well, you say bye to your poo. It is, yeah. And he continues to surprise and delight his friends and colleagues with his bizarre capers. So his brain's still broken. Right, okay. Whoever this man is. Um, ooh. So, uh, uh, a bit of chat from George. George, give us a scourge. Uh, dear the P sharps. Ah, oh, like like the B sharps, the the B flats. He, yeah, he says the reference to Homer's barbershop quartet. Very good, great episode. I've he says I very quickly unfollowed this wench after seeing this. <laughs> <laughs> Someone on Instagram, I think. I'm not sure. Love the pod. I've binged it while doing daily rides in Darwin, Australia. Oh, that's nice. Keep vigorously jacking it forever and always. What George. romantic locales we've accompanied people. In, on, at, through. Something about adventurous people means poo stories. We have been on the um, the dales of, where was it in England earlier? Hertfordshire, the Hertfordshire. R- rolling green Hertfordshire. We've been through the outback. Yeah, pooping in a bucket. Um, we've been all sorts. Hong Kong, Mexico City. And Hong Kong, Mexico, of course. Seoul, Seoul and Korea. This podcast's better travel than I am. <laughs> so the mug that uh, led to George unfollowing this wench as he says, is, uh, my best friend may not be my sister by blood. There's a lot of fonts Wow, here. already a lot of words. My best friend may not be my sister by blood, but she's my sister... By choice. Ooh, close. Think <laughs> think more fluffy. My sister by fate. By, uh, by life. More, more... B- Love. Ooh, close. By heart. Yes! Yes, okay. Oh, oh, good. Blood heart. Okay, okay, okay. By blood, but she's my sister. By heart. Okay. Awful. fart noise there. Really disgusting. Awful. But, and like, just like nine fonts, a block of text on an otherwise white mug. Baffling. Yeah, gross. Baffling choices. Gives you, gives, makes your eyeballs ache to read, that kind of thing. Yeah, because your head is saying them in different ways, mm-hmm. I find. Um... Okay, well, and uh, guys, this is a two-farter. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned for the next one, which will be a continuation of this. Uh, it'll be the second the fart. The correspondence. It'll be it'll the, the follow-through. It'll be the follow-through of the second fart. <laughs> yeah. We have degrees. Um, <laughs> good ones. Good Pretty good, pretty good ones. Um, oh, and on this from Sam. Sam the ma'am. It's uh, Sam the ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Sent from my slop dispenser. Wow. That's the subject line. Okay. Yeah, pretty grim stuff already. <laughs> yeah. It escalates. <laughs> Dear the dynamic Puo. Oh, very good. Mm. Very. I like that a lot because it's Batman y. This is the story of my first experience of shame. Wow, okay. First shame. First shame. We all remember our first shame, probably. I have to sit and have a think about that. Me too. When I was eight, me and my mate Callum shat in my mum's bucket. <laughs> okay. It's like the start of one of those classic novels where you go, God, in the first sentence, you know all you need to know about. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I'd be relieved to hear the word bucket, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to face. When I was eight, me and my mate, Callum, shat in my mum's bucket. Yeah, it's got a nice pace to it. It's got a nice uh, rhythm, yeah. We then added... Eggs. What?! <laughs> 
Really? We then added no. e- eggs, flour, <gasps> milk. No. Spit. 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 Gravel. <gasps> Lego. Piss. Eight is too old for this. Eight is too old. Clippings of ladies' hair. <gasps> old socks. Soap. Hair conditioner. Oh, that should clean it up. Lucas Aid. And after we took a sniff, vomit. <laughs> I mean, we've spoken before about our our potion days as kids. Ooh. This is this we had no we had no idea. This is next level. <laughs> that is revolting. It's like the eggs dip- is the worst. I think. <laughs> I have more questions about clippings of ladies' hair. That makes more sense to me than eggs. <laughs> I mean, are they preparing for some sort of voodoo ceremony? Like that, that that this is the equivalent of the potions thing where we talk about our potions days, but it's like saying, um, yeah, I used to tease my dog, and someone's like, yeah, I used to take my dog's eye and put a big stand knife in it. And you're like, yeah, we all used to be cruel to animals, and you go, no, 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 no. Mine was sort of whimsical with a stick or whatever. You're you're mad. So let's go through that list again. When I was eight, me and my mate Callum shat in my mum's bucket. This is like a parlor game. What did we put in the bucket after the poo? Can you remember? We then added eggs. Flour, milk, water, spit, gravel, grass, Lego, piss, clippings of ladies' hair, old socks, soap, hair conditioner, Lucas 8, and after we took a sniff, vomit. We then mushed it all up with a big stick. Using a funnel, using a funnel, we emptied it out into eight water bottles. (laughs) Like Howard Hughes. Yeah. We removed the label of the bottle and drew on our own. It read, Super Poison. (laughs) (laughs) Can kill most mammals and some robots. (laughs) Some robots. I'd love to know which robots are immune. A robot whose job is to analyze if food is edible. (laughs) Just breaks its mind. Sparks flying out like a Star Trek attack scene. Super poison can kill most mammals and some robots. We then took them into school and sold them for a no, quid each. Oh, please. I used the money to buy a pack of Go-Go's, but they're all ones I already had, which made me feel sad and empty. Like I spent all my kids' premium bonds and hookers and scratch cards. What did kids want it for? Super poison. <gasps> I feel sick. A week later, Callum's neighbor's cat died under mysterious circumstances. I don't know whether our concoction was the reason, but he's always been a dog person. Anyway, the guilt of possibly killing Mr. Johnson's cat with my super shit got to me, got too much for me, so I emptied my bottle into my dad's lawnmower. The guilt of possibly killing Mr. Johnson's cat with my super shit got too much for me, so I emptied my bottle into Dad's lawnmower. It turns out the poison could actually kill some robots, if you're counting lawnmowers. (laughs) When Dad took the lid off the dead machine for inspection, he wheezed like a dying man. (laughs) It had been sitting in our garage for a month before he decided the lawn needed a little trim. And within that time, the smell had become incredibly intense, but only within a relatively short radius. I really can't overstate the sheer unholy stench of the super poison. 
I was going to put a simile here to show how fucking appalling the stench was, but I genuinely can't think of one that doesn't understate its potency. <laughs> For something with such a loose molecular structure, it hit my dad like a fucking mallet. <laughs> being wheel wielded by a massive arm made out of a much smaller but still relatively large arms of bodybuilders he was rendered unconscious for about four hours before mum found him surely not the funny thing about poo that isn't talked enough is uh, isn't talked enough about poo is just how sticky it is it can be our culture associates poo with being sloppy and squishy but the inside of that lawnmower looked like a snotty hanky this is true the lawnmower was disposed of shortly after i never owned up of disposing my chemical weapon like that so it's good to get off my chest it's funny how some things seem completely sane and responsible in the spring of 2010, but really make you reassess your psyche afterwards. So this person's 18. Wow, yeah. Wow. I feel disgusted and ashamed of my past self. I doubt this makes it in, but if it does, I'd like to apologize for maybe sort of killing that cat. It's been preying on my conscience, playing on my conscience, for 10 years now. Hope it wasn't sickening to you fellas, but it needed to be heard. Nice to shite you to shite you nice. It's a message very, from a killer. Very funny. Is that Sam? Sam. Very funny, Sam. Really, really nicely written as well. Really, really funny. Um, and horrible. Yeah, really good. Uh, the decision to pour into a lawnmower. Well, we've run out of time, but that's a good one to end on. It's time for, it's time for part two, everyone, next week. Hope you, hope you tune back in to hear the rest of uh, this big old chunk of uh, Too Far to Correspondence. Yes, yes. Have a good week. Love you lots. Keep jacking it. Bye.